Hey everyone, welcome to Grub Stakers. This is Yogi Polywall, and if this is your first time listening, this is a podcast about billionaires where we discuss if there's a such thing as a good billionaire. This week, we got Michael Jordan in the hot seat. We talk about his upbringing, we talk about his many gambling debts, and also how he flip-flopped during the lockout depending on if he was a player versus when he was an owner. All that and more this week on Grub Stakers. Because of my success in the private sector, I had the chance to run America's largest city for 12 years. I taught those kids lessons on product development and marketing, and they taught me what it was like growing up feeling targeted for your race. And that's just, that's just not true. You know, I love having the support of real billionaires. Uh, hey, Sean McCarthy here. Uh, before we start today, I do want to make a small uh, apology and correction. Um, two weeks ago on the Dodd-Frank episode, I said State Street uh, Corporation uh, pled guilty to fraud with the SEC in February 2017. Um, what actually happened was State Street uh, entered into a no-admit, no-deny settlement with the SEC in February 2017. And I just want to apologize to all our listeners for implying that any financial services corporation would have to plead guilty after committing fraud. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people might have been confused by that. Oh, man. Just, you needed to open this episode so like that. Wow. Call, call wow. Out those lawyers. Okay? That was, that was read straight from an email that said it was a compliance. Yeah. Send the sharks yeah. home. We've apologized. Yeah. What are you wrong, uh, Sean? Anyways, uh, hey, welcome to Grub Stakers. of Sean McCarthy here, joined by uh, Yogi Pollywall, Steve Jeffries. Uh, Andy Palmer's out today. Uh, we're doing uh, an episode about Michael Jordan, who is a billionaire. Um, uh, unfortunately, Andy can't make it, but we have done the research he would have done. And by, also, we have a special but, guest. Yeah, well, I'm going to get into the guest. But I was going to say <laughs> that we did the research Andy would have done. We, we read the Wikipedia article on the Space Jam movie, <laughs> so we, we, can, we can fill it for him. But yes, we're very happy to be joined by actually the first guest on Grub Stakers, and we're very happy to have him, a very funny comedian originally from Chicago, Mr. Clark Jones is Yay. here. Yay! Yeah. Uh, so, here to talk about Michael B. Jordan. Now, <laughs> that movie. Oh, no. oh God. <laughs> Clark, you had, a, uh, you had like a post I really liked, a, a tweet or whatever. It was like... Uh, why don't you get Michael B. Jordan to fix the v- the DVR? Black uh, husbands it, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> it's been a lot of he's causing a lot of unhappy homes, man. A lot of unrest. People are happy about the movie, but like women are going nuts. Yeah. Like women I know who happily married three kids. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'd fuck him tonight. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> I was just like, he don't pay no rent around this motherfucker. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Well, yeah. Post. No, I saw, I saw, I saw Black Panther. I saw him shirtless in that. I, I know why. He's a very he's. Hey man, I don't even have to uh, qualify by saying I'm straight. He's a good-looking man, no matter what you're into. That's a he's a very good-looking yeah. dude. That's undeniable. I don't I don't give a fuck if you race him. That's just not true. That's he's he's a good-looking dude, man. You yeah. made me want to hit the gym. Yeah, I didn't, but I wanted to. Yeah, well. he did inspire me to be as good of a version as I could be. Not to say I did it though. But he did make me think I could be better with my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, he, he's into anime, so you don't have to be a jock to be in <laughs> jock shape. Uh. It's like he just kind of broke the mold on that. Like, 
just this swole nerd, man. That's what's up. I appreciate it. Although we could do an entire episode on Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Unfortunately, today's episode right. is on... We're on the original. Michael Jordan. <laughs> I just wanted to... So was he named for Michael Jordan? You would assume. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, SAG and shit. Like, yeah, if, if Michael like, Jordan, you gotta throw the initial in there. If Michael Jeffrey Jordan had done Space Jam <laughs> and Michael Jordan to the max and Heaven is a Playground, yeah, then yeah, yeah. he could have just went by Michael Jordan. All but right. he had the Michael B. Jordan. I wanted to be like Mike. Well, maybe he'll maybe he'll hit the billion dollar mark. Maybe we... the the movie did. Yeah, it finally. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the highest grossing superhero movie to oh, lead oh. into a discussion on shorts. <laughs> 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 we burned fifteen. Killmonger had a point. Yeah, <laughs> he, hey, he had a he had a. Okay, just real quick on Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, Before sure, we go, sure, sure. Fine. The thing is, I feel like they did reshoots. To make him seem like more like the actual villain, uh-huh. like it seemed like they added things later. It's like, wait, 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 this guy is too much who we should root for. <laughs> right, <laughs> let, him, let, right. him, let him throw an old black lady against the wall or right, something. Right, so people will hate you. <laughs> and uh, he like he like cursed out one of the elders. Like it just yeah, seemed yeah, like they yeah. threw in little things because yeah. it's like, damn, everything he's saying is making sense. <laughs> right. Well, th- that's they changed his name later to Killmonger because people weren't like sure he was the villain. Yeah. I made that up, but yeah. like, <laughs> well, like, no, 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 they're identifying too much. Let's yeah. call him Killmonger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't get it if we just call him Warmonger. Every every, every one of those weapon ships that the CIA. Colonizer shot down. I, like that was just yeah. a blow. I'm like, I was really sad for each that, one. That's the, that's the thing I'm posting about. I don't want him to do that. Stop, stop him. They should have had sad music. Yeah, that, that, can can Killmonger kill that drone uh, operator before before he? I don't know. That, that is true. Killmonger's entire purpose in that movie was to stop imperialism by like arming countries that the yeah. CIA was overthrowing. Yeah, and the hero of the movie is like making that not happen. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. <laughs> I like the notion of Disney executives being like, "How do we make it so that a team of black people don't all seem like a villain?" And then they were yeah, like, yeah, "I yeah. don't, I don't know. What, what do you want, man?" Yeah, we need a white man to stop the killing <laughs> right. of white people, right? Right. Real quick, because uh, get manga too sexy. Ooh, man, bro, like drooling. <laughs> people, people don't like that. I'm trying to fuck this guy. Yeah, dog. I want to fuck this yeah. uh, dude who wants to kill all the white people. <laughs> <laughs> Something about that that, that uh, genocide. Uh, and that, look. He did make kill all white people seem so sexy. He yeah. just yeah. with Ooh. the hair and Ooh. the muscles <laughs> and the masks and the Migos glasses. Do <laughs> <laughs> it look like I'm left on bad booze? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although we digress, today's episode is about Michael Jordan. Right, the Michael original. Jeffrey Jordan. That's right. MJ star, of, star of Fruitvale Station, Michael <laughs> Jordan. I think he also played Creed's son. He yes, played right. Creed's son. The star uh, uh, villain in Hardball with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> you know, when Michael Jordan was drafted by the, the casting at The Wire, yeah. he played Michael Wallace Jordan. Those braids. The, uh, you know, the best actor of all the Michael Jordans, <laughs> as we've seen by his performances opposite Bugs Bunny and in a Hanes commercial yes. oh my with the God. Hitler mustache. That but Hitler dude, mustache with those pants. Why would you think that? <laughs> okay, drops. I'll see. Steven's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. Steven's on drops today. Pew, pew. Murder. Andy just doesn't come back next week. <laughs> yeah. 
Steven does such a yeah, good job. He liked the black dude from ESPN. Yeah, He's just like, is that a cornball? Or is he a cornball brother? <laughs> <laughs> Andy asked if I was a brother or a cornball uh, brother. <laughs> and they removed him from the podcast. <laughs> Andy asked some kind of awkward questions about Clark dating a white girl. <laughs> I'm just saying. Is he a, is he a comedian or a cornball comedian? <laughs> Never oh. heard from him again. Uh, Never Jesus. heard from him. You know, like... I just like if I'm collecting, I don't know, six some figures a year to just say bullshit on TV for an hour a day. I'm just not going to touch the race thing, you know. He, he, like he, he, he just he don't just, go there, man. Get comfortable. He didn't even know he was touching race. <laughs> yeah, he thought he was like on 125th Street at the barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> like no, like, there's there's forget. cameras on. Yeah, yeah. You're there's in advertisers. You're in Bristol, Connecticut, sir. <laughs> Please know where you are. <laughs> All right, so uh, the topic today is, of course, <laughs> Michael Jordan. Speaking of sports. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan is a, um, a billionaire. He's, according to Forbes, as of March 2018, he's worth $1.65 billion. A uh, majority of that valuation comes from the fact that he owns about 90% of the Charlotte Hornets, which mm. Forbes estimates are worth about $1.05 billion. But, you know, he made like something like $100 million from his endorsement deals last year. And that's for, you know, retired athletes. So right. Jordan makes a lot of money. Um, <laughs> and, you know, uh, uh, I guess myself and Steven don't really know NBA. Like, I watched the playoffs, but I couldn't really tell you that much. Uh, so, you know, sports fans might cringe. But, you know, Clark and Yogi are here to... Uh, hopefully correct some of our wise mis- assume the brown people <laughs> yeah. will know about sports What's i just my, know you like not athletic you know what, what i will say when i was writing the, the message to all of us uh we, we sent a group chat and i was gonna say like and you know if you're gonna be late you can hit us up in the group chat and then i like stopped myself because i didn't want clark being like <laughs> why you why you assuming and I know, you know that it would have been just- safe i'm late for everything <laughs> it has nothing to do with race I'm yeah just- I'm just scared. How could I be late? It's my place. You're exactly. What, what are you? That yeah, would well, be amazing. Yogi's only late yeah. when he's not awake at recording time, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like buzzing the apartment trying to get in. It's such a hassle getting into this building, yeah, y'all. Yeah, if, y'all yeah. never, if y'all have never been to, I should say the address. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Thank you, Clark. I'm Thank on you my get a live behavior. audience. Yeah. Um, oh man, that's why we do podcasts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for more stand-up bookings, <laughs> so we can do a live. You know what I will show. say? That is like where I most notice white privilege is being just let into buildings in Brooklyn. Like that's where people just open the door for you, and, and they're like, "Yeah, you probably you live here. That? You're probably but not gonna do anything." Black people let me in all the buildings. So if we had, if our privilege mattered, yeah, then it would be the same thing. It would be just as problematic. It'd just be the opposite. Yeah, it's only eleven percent of the country, so it doesn't really matter. Of <laughs> this podcast. Oh yeah. All right. Well, so Michael Jordan, uh, like we said, worth one point six five billion as of March twenty eighteen. Um, uh, mostly self-made. He grew up kind of middle class, from my understanding. He was born in nineteen sixty three in Brooklyn. Interestingly enough, he's today fifty five years old. Uh, but when he was a toddler, his uh, parents moved to uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, where he went to high school and mm-hmm. uh, later played basketball for UNC, I believe. Yep. Um, 
Thanks. He was cut from his basketball team. Oh, right, right. yeah. That's and right. He, uh, he definitely got over it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he's not petty at all. No. <laughs> he didn't no. use that as motivation. <laughs> it's still like, oh, uh, fuck, I'm going to be a billionaire. Damn, uh, cut me from the seventh grade basketball team. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, Jordan grew up. Uh, his mom worked in uh, banking. His dad was an equipment supervisor. So, you know, kind of middle class, but uh, uh, mostly, you know, self-made man. He was a... Uh, I think, uh, by and large, the um, <clears throat> best basketball player of all time, ev- most everyone would say. Yes. Uh, <laughs> is the best basketball yeah. player. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I don't want to max. max. We kind of look like Stephen A. and Max a little bit. <laughs> 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 but, like, if they did stand up, that would be uh, horrible. Oh, my God. Uh, I've been to that high school, the the one in Wilmington. Laney. Yes. And you'd think that, like, you know, since Jordan went there, like, he would have at least had, like, a trace of his existence there. Because he got cut from the team, there is no trace. That high school is a dump. And, like, I don't... Really? I don't don't say that lightly. Yeah. So, when I did Cape Fear, uh, I was in Wilmington, and we drove by it, and they're like, that's the high school Michael Jordan went to. I'm like, really? And it's like, you'd think he'd donate some money, to you know, because it's the high school that took him in, but... He got cut. And he said, "Fuck that." Place. Broken windows, <laughs> rats everywhere, <laughs> people eating through the Jordan jersey that they salvaged. <laughs> slavery in the basement. Mm-hmm. He did talk about that, like uh, in high school. At one point, he got called the N word by some Muslim girl, and so he threw a what? soda can at her. And his self-proclaimed said, oh. "I used to be a racist." Like he used to dislike all Muslim people for a little bit. Which is crazy that this is a part of his high school like like tenure that n- nobody cares. Nobody knows about this. I had to do deep Google digging to find this research. Really? And it's like, you wouldn't expect that from Michael Jordan, but apparently his mom took him, like he got um, suspended for the day, and his mom took him to work and just said, sit in the car. You can't just be racist to people. Come on, man. You got to be better than that. First of all, where does a Muslim in the 60s have the gumption to hate somebody? Like in North Carolina, yeah. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you look down well, on? She's just trying to fit in, Clark. I mean, let's be honest here. It's uh, you know the 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 oppressed mimic the actions of the oppressors. Sure. Of their oppressors. <laughs> just that say that just ain't the oppressors. Some deep thoughts right there. Yeah. That's well, real, man. That's, that's why, why black people. So and hard. Jordan called uh, the player he drafted a flaming faggot or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because he was called a flaming <laughs> f word. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, by Michael- that Muslim girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Jordan, interestingly enough, is um, as of today. Michael Jordan is one of three African-American uh, billionaires in the world. Uh, Oprah is uh, the other, and then uh, a man named um, Robert F. Smith is the other. He's actually the richest. He was a former Goldman Tech investment banker who founded uh, Vesta Equity Partners, a um, <clears throat> tech investment uh, private equity But can he hoop? Yeah. Can he whoop my Can he dunk buckets? That's really yeah. right. He is probably he just refers to himself as the, the billionaire who didn't get crossed over by Alan Iverson. Does <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, he, he own part of the Hornets? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Though, um, <clears throat> but so, um, yeah, you know, there's uh, not that many. And interestingly enough, the first black billionaire, uh, his um, name was Bob Johnson. He's the BET founder. He was the and, first one? Yeah. I thought it was Reggie. Uh, uh, it was. A, it might it, be like ingested for inflation, but I think like the first African American to have like a billion in the bank. The, the the guy I'm thinking of, he was uh, he most of his billion was like it wasn't liquid, right? Yeah, it yeah. was like through stocks 
Or mm. so like it's Reggie something. I just got to connect. I like when quick. Clark was like, I thought it was Reggie in my head. I'm like, yeah, Clark knows a guy named Reggie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that seems pretty. Well, <laughs> we got the first name. It's right. like Sean being like, yeah, yeah, Tony did that. It's like oh, Sean knows Tony. Yeah, no, no, Fat Tony. No, no, oh, okay. No, no, fucking Raj did it, guys. Come on, it's Raj. It's like, all right. Reginald Lewis. He was the. Yeah, he was the first one. He uh, he bought. He was a corporate lawyer. Hmm. And uh, Reginald, yeah, Reginald Lewis from Baltimore, oh, but it, his most of his book, it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, as liquid as like Jordan, Lee Jordan, yeah. yeah, right, and that other motherfucker, right. Well, so it's an interesting story with uh, Bob Johnson, the the BET Bob founder, Johnson, yeah. because I think it was like 2000. He sells BET to Viacom for something like three billion, so he becomes a billionaire, mm. and uh, he buys uh, well, at the time the Charlotte Bobcats. Um, and then Michael Jordan becomes a minority uh, owner in that, has a minority stake. But Bob Johnson runs into financial problems uh, <coughs> because he made some poor investments. You know, the 2008 recession hit. But also he went through, like, uh, a divorce, the BET founder did, where he had to pay out, like, hundreds of millions. Oh, wow. And one fun fact from that was uh, his wife, who he had to pay all this money to, his ex-wife, went on to marry the judge that presided over his divorce proceedings. <laughs> Which Twisting is like, knife. Th- that's the, the most bad I've ever felt for someone who's still worth $500 million. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Like, that's, uh, that's, that's cucking right there. Is. He deserves it. He named, he nicknamed his basketball franchise after himself. Oh, yeah, the Bobcats yeah. or whatever. Bob Johnson. Oh, Bobcats. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Right. It's not uh, a family restaurant. Though. Yeah. It's a team. <laughs> Bob's <laughs> barbecue joint. Come Saint on, man. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, ain't no bobcats in Charlotte. Stop mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um, but I guess we could talk a little bit just kind of about uh, Jordan's playing career, his biography, uh, okay. before we get into how he... Uh, okay. Let's familiarize people with who Michael Jordan yeah. is. So, uh, listeners, if you haven't heard of this guy, <laughs> he wore the number 23. Often. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except but, once uh, someone stole his jersey and yeah, he had right. to wear the 12. number 12. Yeah. Yes. No name on the back, just 12. And he was yeah. mad about that. Yeah. He dropped like 40 points. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I read on the Wikipedia he has like the the points record for the number 12 <laughs> on a jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? It was like, oh, man. That's great. Somebody collects a check to keep track of this stuff. That's that's true. <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, but so anyways, yeah, he was uh, drafted uh, – by the Bulls, I think they, they were number the, three. Yep, the third overall pick, and, and the Trailblazers uh, passed on him for um, Sam Bowie, right? Who I think was like injured most of his career, and like even had like an injury history before they drafted him. Oh, really? Yeah, I think one of his legs was longer than the other one, <laughs> and uh, you know, back then it was like whoever who you never. Really, you went with the tallest person, right? right yeah, right. yeah. And so that's why, like Allen Iverson, as great as he was, he was the first point guard I think selected number one. And that was nineteen ninety six. Wow. So like they went, it was Akeem, I think, and then Sam Bowie, mm-hmm. and then you know that's why Jordan got cut for the high school team because he wasn't tall enough. He just wasn't say. his six. He was like six two. They needed somebody six and, two. And, and you know what his mom said, "Put salt in your shoes and pray." Yep. Put the. <laughs> that, you, Use lifts, you know. As I love that, like, hey, sodium, that's going to give you height. That's really. <laughs> Just rub some Robitussin. Daddy, I got asthma. Robitussin. Also, Mike, you were the third pick in the NBA draft. Right. Like, yeah, right. This yeah. is not something to be bitter about. Right. right. <laughs> He'll turn anything into a struggle. Yeah. The guy uh, showed him. <laughs> the guy took his jersey in the top five. Uh, 
of a very touted NBA draft. It was like Charles Barkley, Clyde Drexler, it was like all these Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was picked third and felt slighted. <laughs> well, it's like, well, Jordan's such like an interesting character because like I think most people who've like Googled him a little bit, they know all these stories about him like being an asshole, basically. Right, yeah. right? Where it's like he is like this kind of hyper competitive type A personality, which is like it's a great skill to have in like sports, you know, where there's like a winner and a loser and you just do everything you can to be the winner. But in terms of like actual life and being a human being, right, right. (laughs) it's not quite as good. But um, like just uh, the Charles Barkley thing I was reading when we were uh, looking stuff up for this. I guess uh, when they played in the 93 finals, uh, after the Bulls had a 2-1 lead, uh, Charles Barkley and um, uh, Michael Jordan went golfing, and uh, Michael Jordan bought him like a $20,000 watch or something. No, it was, uh, it was uh, diamond like earrings. Oh, diamond earrings, him. yeah. And uh, when they asked Michael Jordan why he did it, he said, $20,000 means nothing to me. I hate that fat fuck. Yeah. And then in <laughs> wow. the next game, dropped like 56 points, like just straight destruction is what he right. did. Right. It's so it's so entertaining to him to just be mean yeah. to people. But there was a story like I don't know if y'all ever uh read that Spike Lee story where he had ran out of money for making Malcolm X and uh he hit up certain, you know, people when he hit up Oprah, he hit up Tracy Chapman, mm-hmm. he hit up uh Magic Johnson first and mm-hmm. Magic Johnson gave some money, then he called up uh Mike and he didn't just ask Mike for money, he told Mike that magic gave <laughs> like a certain number. Oh, that's so good. Just so Mike would like he yeah, doubled yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. the number yeah. he told him right. that magic gave. Oh, that's this so perfect. Just, that's that's great. You gotta use that to yeah, your yeah. advantage. Spike oh, knew. He knew. Spike oh Spike definitely knew. Many people fuck up. They make they make the wrong decision and then Jordan goes, Fuck you forever. But yeah. oh man, Spike he, did that right. Yeah. He knew better than to call Jordan first. <laughs> <laughs> he called Magic first and then Mike was like, Well, if Magic gave this number you just made up, I'll double it. And that's how that's the story of Malcolm X getting financed. Right. That's great. That was a good movie. It was it was a very long and good movie. Yeah. Can some can one of y'all just can, Sean? Can you just say Malcolm X was a bad movie? <laughs> just, <laughs> just, you just skip just, of come this. Come on, man, we got a comment. He's a comment section popper. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree with him. What? What? <laughs> Do it, man. I'm not saying it's race, but. <laughs> It was a long movie. Please don't, bring, please don't bring race into this, but the movie Roots was like, so <laughs> they took a lot of artistic license with slavery, yeah. and I just, as a, as, a, as a movie buff, I feel like that was so, not how it went down. It was a long, joyless march to the credits. <laughs> That's my Joy favorite. salt march to the credits. My favorite argument you'll see online or just like, you know, in like places, usually people won't make this argument in person where it can be traced to them. But it's like oh, slavery cool. is um, <laughs> slavery is like slaves were very expensive is the idea. So yeah. they would they never mistreat their slaves because that's like, you know, whipping your Lamborghini yeah. or something. <laughs> Or like you know, keying it. Do people really say that? They say yeah, this kind of shit. That. Like, or they'll say like slaves were very well treated because they were so expensive. You know, and why, it's just like, why would why would someone whip 
their property. <laughs> and also, why would you fight a war over uh, something that's too expensive? That, yeah, you know, like, to... why? Why it would it help the economy? Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be here without it. And so I'm just everything's about race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call me crazy, but I just don't see race. everything. Why would you invite the Muslim girl to your induction into the Hall of Fame? Yo, front, front seat. She she officiated the wedding <laughs> just to prove to her that yeah, he was not a Roman right. F word. Right, right. See, I'm marrying a woman. <laughs> Shut up, you flaming N word. Uh, I'll show you one day. <laughs> I love the the idea of like Michael Jordan like writing down the license plate of someone who like cut him off in traffic, <laughs> yeah, yeah. bringing him to their Hall of Fame induction. He just, he just every time he buys a Ferrari, he just brings that dude with him. Yeah. He He's him. like the Dan Ninen, but way more successful. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's the key. If you're yeah. gonna be petty, you gotta be yeah. successful. Oh, people, man. you know, because capitalism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can be petty and not successful, but then you just, you just, no one cares. You just yeah. weak. You just, yeah, then you're just a hateful bastard. Yeah, yeah but if yeah. you're successful and petty, ooh, that makes it okay, doesn't out. it? It was, it was. Uh, the, the, I was just watching this one on YouTube where, like, he was playing a, uh, like a, like a scrimmage game. It was a preseason game against the Bullets, and the story had gotten out. Like the dude who was guarding, I forget his name. He, he scored like ten points in the first quarter. He was like talking shit to Jordan, like ah, we got you, we got you tonight, Mike. We yeah, got you to yeah. Mike. And Mike comes back and he drops like forty, I think, <laughs> after that first quarter. And uh, the it came out later that the guy never said that. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan made the what? story up. Oh, <laughs> because people wonder like, why is he going so hard? Yeah, yeah. In a preseason game, like, yeah, he's he was talking trash, so I had to show him. And the dude never said that. He was like, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I, I was just happy to be on the same court as <laughs> I actually told him how much I love him as a basketball player. But Jordan took that as trash talk. So, and, and the reason to drop 40 points. Oh, you like me? Well, you're going to oh, watch what you oh, like about me. Watch what I, I bet you stop after I tell people <laughs> this lie, this made up story about you trash talking me. Jordan was doing, I think in 2014, he was doing like a, an, uh, he was running the Charlotte Hornets Twitter account and like asking user, ac- answering user questions or whatever for like a special promotion thing. And the golfer Keegan Bradley uh, tweets at the account, MJ, how does it feel to get beat by me every day? at Bears Club, you know, at golf, yeah. go Hornets. And Jordan from the Charlotte Hornets official Twitter account <laughs> tweets back, last time I looked, you were wearing my shoes. Damn. You don't see me wearing Air Keegan's. Clap <laughs> <laughs> <Right> back. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucked up, man. Like, speaking of the Hornets, the, the Muggsy Bogues story. Yep. Yeah. And yep. this draws in Space Jam. <laughs> this is why Muggsy Bogues was in Space Jam, because of what Michael Jordan did to his career. Mm-hmm. You know, you, everybody, y'all, y'all know the story, right? Uh, I guess remind, Muggsy well, remind Bu- me. For, for our <laughs> listeners, <laughs> yeah. John. Muggsy Bugs is 5'3", made a lot of himself, grew up in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and grew up to be an NBA professional. Played in a couple All-Star games and looked, another person who looked up to Michael Jordan yeah. for some reason. He was, uh, they were playing against the Hornets and Muggsy Bugs was about to shoot. Oh, and yeah. Mike just goes, shoot it, midget. And... He missed, and like his career was never the same. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, yeah. Be- because and the thing is, is that this is their idols. This, this is right. is 
the bit, you know, the arguably the best basketball player ever, telling yeah. you you fucking suck. That's gonna that's gonna fuck you up for life. It, you also gotta be careful because I'm sure like everybody was dick riding Muggsy Bugs like, dude, <laughs> you five three, you made it. So you get caught up in that. Yeah, you always yeah, got yeah. that's what Kendrick said. Be humble yeah. because you like, oh, you, of course. Now I get to play against Mike, and then Mike calls you a midget. You shoot an air ball, and you just spiral into you know infamy. What would that. be like you know like like if uh, if if Chris Rock said my act sucked? I don't think I could recover from that. Well, I could. I've already <laughs> trained myself tonight. <laughs> But what, to not idolize what would, anybody. Sure, but what yeah. would be a situation where if you got hate from that specific individual, you'd be like, ah, oh, it would not ruin your career. Not mugs, you know, but like it hurts you too bad. Only my mom's because yeah. I've had that situation. Nah, see, that happens to me every day. So yeah, that's not oh, <laughs> yeah, no. That, that, I, uh, I, don't, I shouldn't even say his name because he's not alive anymore. But it's a comic I histor- looked up. He's a historical icon. And just funny as all get out, and uh, I opened for him, and uh, his people were all like, "Oh man, good set, good set." And then he just walked past me, and he, the women he opened for, he said nice things. Oh, great job, great job! <laughs> wow! And he just acted like I wasn't even there at yeah. all. And uh, like that was the last time I wasn't even hurt by that. I was just like, you know, never meet your your heroes. Yeah, yeah. you know, because that 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 kind of sucked. At least. What's up? You know, I went up because you saw everybody. Yeah, I yeah, went up yeah. right before you. Right, yeah, yeah. right. Like, <laughs> so I'm, that was his shoot at midget. That was that was that was his <laughs> shoot at midget. Uh, just it, just acting like you know, because I was excited, like yo, because and I purposely didn't do certain material because I'm like I don't want to because step he, on toes, step yeah, on yeah, toes. Right, yeah. He right. does politics. Yep. I just kept it about me. Kept it, you know, kept it funny in my mind at least. And uh, he just, yeah, he just didn't acknowledge me at all. And And, uh, so that sucked. And I do think it makes a person better to be like, I don't ever want to treat a person like that. In that, like, if if the world goes the way we want it to, I never want to belittle a person under me. Because, hey, everybody... That it, sounds like an attitude to not become a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make $1.65 yeah. or not, man? you got to step true. on some fucking toes. And people. All yeah. Them, oh, the whole yeah. Body. You, you got to fuck on. over your players in the lockout. <laughs> I call somebody a midget. <laughs> if you want to make it, that is. You know what's better than 10 broken ankles? Uh, <laughs> 100 broken ankles. <laughs> you know what's not um, cool, Bobby? But I guess just to talk real quick about Jordan's playing career. I mean, um, you know, so the, the Bulls draft him in 84. Uh, he's, you know, a great player throughout the 80s. Um, uh, they, uh, they eventually go through uh, to the playoffs, but then they get beat by the Pistons like three times in a row, yes. I think, because they had the the Jordan rule where mm-hmm. they would always double or triple team him whenever he got the ball. They yeah. made him but, go down the middle instead of the outside, and right. they would just block just the shit out of him. Yeah. Then, beat him, beat mm-hmm. him up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Close. There's one photo of like Dennis Rodman clotheslining him, while somebody's giving him a forearm <laughs> shiver. It's it's it's. Uh, if you've it's seen insane. that documentary, the Bad Boys, the Detroit Pistons documentary, yeah. he talks about because they lost the first game, and then Isaiah Thomas stayed up all night looking at the water, and then called like the team manager the next morning and was like, "I got it." We got mm. the Jordan rules. Like I know, I know how to do this. I just love the notion of Isaiah Thomas just being awake. It's two o'clock in the morning, and I get a phone call. And it's Isaiah. And he says, I finally figured out what we need to do to stop Jordan. 
Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was once again using his ego mm-hmm. against him because yep. he didn't trust everybody else. So they're yeah. like, "Well, if we kn- five on one is easier than five on five, obviously." So they focused on him, and he still wouldn't pass, and he was just so beat up by the end of the game. You know, it yeah. didn't matter. It was very impressive. And then I think uh, in the um, <clears throat> it's uh, the ninety ninety one season, I believe, was the first title. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And then, you know, he gets uh, better support around him. And then the ninety ninety one season, the first title, and then the repeat, and then the three-peat. So, he gets three titles in a row uh, when he starts to get, you know, more support around him. And then, of course, his uh, his father was murdered. Um <laughs> In '93, uh, yeah. and <laughs> bit of a rumor. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> he had uh, he had at this point, and I think for most of his life, a serious gambling problem. Jordan did still uh, does. Yeah. Um, so just like like in '93, it's only a problem when you're losing. Right. When you're winning, it's it's just a good time. But it all evens out. You're gonna lose. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. father at some point. The house yeah. always <laughs> wins. But uh, <laughs> but so in uh. <laughs> Hedge your bets. <laughs> in 93, Jordan, uh, there was controversy because Jordan was seen gambling in Atlantic City, New Jersey, the night before the game against the New York Knicks uh, during the 93 playoffs. Uh, in the same year, he admitted he had to cover like 57,000 in gambling losses. Um, an author, Richard Esquinas, I don't know. Uh, look, I did the Wikipedia research. I don't okay? know. Uh, but this guy wrote a book. <laughs> open. Aquinas or something? <laughs> this idiot Who gives a wrote shit? a book. He wrote some shit I read. Yeah. I don't fucking give a but basically, he wrote a book saying that he had won $1.25 million from Jordan on the golf course. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, in jo- uh, and Jordan's, like, giving interviews about his gambling problem. But um, I think, uh, Yogi, you were talking about there was some stuff about Jordan maybe being in debt to the mob or something. Yeah, so there was this one... Yeah guy who was a drug dealer drug mule for the mob and there was a check to him from jordan for like i think it was either 27 or sixty seven thousand dollars. and initially jordan was like no that was just some money i would like no big deal but then later on during a court case he had to go on trial and plead that no that that was money that i owed due to gambling debt yeah and then the 1.2 million he owed because he doubled down because he lost six hundred thousand. he's like let's double nothing and then lost again and so, basically, he had gambling ties to the mob around the time his father was murdered. And so... And and right before he was retired from the NBA, quote-unquote. That's right, unquote, that's right. But it was supposedly because he, like, he was not making the league look good with <laughs> all the gambling. And who yeah. knows what type of threats was going around, too, because I, I, I honestly don't understand why more... How they have security at basketball games. Yeah. Like, how do they stop, you know, crazy shit from happening? So, I mean, this shows they don't. Like, the reality is that whatever industry it is, whether it's basketball, I mean, even dairy to a certain extent, like, there is some shit going on behind the scenes when you have an industry of shit going on. Yeah. And with basketball, it's like, you know, you got people at the top that are, like, raking in most of the money, and we'll talk about the lockout in a moment here. Mm -hmm. But, like... You know, you can't stop people from fucking shit up on the side. All you can do is try and cover it up. By yeah, Jamal Crawford almost got killed trying to gamble with Jordan. <laughs> Seriously, this was That's this was Jamal Crawford of the Bulls. They used to work out with Jordan, you know, in the summers, and I guess he would want to go and gamble with Michael Jordan, which is not <laughs> sounds smart. like a good idea. God. Before he got his first paycheck, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, so yeah. 
he's going in there and he's gambling like him, Ray Allen, bunch of other people, people who have the money. Right. right. He does not. He loses big, and they let him go one time, and he was like, "All right, I definitely had the money at the next game." And they're like, "In the NBA, he'll have it." Doesn't have the money again, loses more. Wow. Michael Jordan isn't giving him the money <laughs> to pay these people <laughs> off. Ray Allen isn't giving him the money. His his agent had to call these ruthless oh. Russian gamblers yeah, sure. to tell them, look, we'll get like I'll make sure it comes out right. of his first chance right. when he actually gets paid. Oh, Michael Jordan just like, I don't know him. <laughs> I don't know this play I just play with. And, and that that attitude right there is also what uh what when he's been approached about like the Indonesian sweatshops for Nike's, he's been like, I mean, I hope Nike does the right thing. We're just trying to make some fun yeah. shoes. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. And it's like it's crazy cuz it's like, you know, He's never talked about whether it's the kids in the sweatshops or kids in the street killing one another over it. Like there was a quote that I sent about uh one of the Nike head ups. Uh, Sean, talk for a second while I look this up. Sure. Um, well, so Jordan's father uh, was killed <laughs> to lighten of, the mood. Speaking of mobsters. <laughs> yeah. Jordan's father was um, uh, carjacked and uh, shot to death in uh, July 93. Uh, two teenagers were convicted of the crime. Um, they were <clears throat> sentenced to life in prison. Uh, and uh, basically they said they caught him because I guess one of them used uh, Jordan's dad's cell phone to make a call or something. Um, but Let, let's listen. He, he, George's dad is Porsche. He, he was parked alongside a country road yeah. mm-hmm. in a Porsche. And I think he, it was a Lexus. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Luxury Lexus. Lexus. But, yeah. But the, the story is that he parked on the side to take a nap. And it's like, who's napping in a Lexus on a country road after a funeral? Who? That's not that's not a linear line of events. Mm. Yeah. None of it. None of it. None of it adds up. Nowhere near his house. He's just like, you know what, I so, feel like taking... So I, I did more of the research <laughs> on the true. two guys that went to prison for it, and yeah. um, basically the you know there's DNA evidence, and that's why they went to jail, and they also like had video recording of them bragging about the murder, but it turns out that... Always a good idea. Yeah, yeah. This is free Instagram, too. <laughs> like, crazy. The DNA lab... While we're recording, you guys want to confess any murders? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can you turn the, me up uh, in the headphones? <laughs> The DNA lab that uh, uh, was a part of the conviction, 210 of their cases, 190 of them were corrupt. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. their quote from uh, Green is the last name of one of the guys that got in prison. He said that we weren't even there for the murder and we're just pawns in a game. And that's literally like I went to jail over some shit that I didn't even really know about, but I had some debts to pay and I yeah. had to fucking get out of there. And it's like... They were just hitmen. There's yeah, exactly. Much. And it's it's one of those things where we'll never know who killed uh Jordan's dad probably. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> How am I gonna sleep tonight? <laughs> That's not fine. I got James that, Jordan's I got that quote I mentioned. It's a yeah. Tinker uh Hatfield, Nike's yeah. vice president. He said about, you know, Air Jordan's being, you know, he said, We were all sad, but it was more much of a comment on materialism and people not respecting life. There was something else in our society driving that behavior. <laughs> oh so we never felt guilty or responsible or thought we would dial back and do less cool stuff. This is and about, Michael was adamant about that. And this is like, about people you. getting shot for Air yeah, Jordans? Yeah, people being or, kills, killed yeah. over Jordans. So, like, Air Jordans uh, launch in 1985 and they become, yeah. you know, more and more popular. And then I think it's like the early 90s is when people start, you know, getting, like, jacked for their Jordans and stuff. It was big yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, um, and some people got killed over their Jordans, you know. Absolutely. Um, and but this many is just, people. It's just kind of funny that, like you were saying, this guy who runs like a sweatshop, being like, you know, it's just people not our, valuing our human life. Yeah. What's up with all the capitalism, bro? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, these shoes are two hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Those are the kids' sizes. Yeah, you, adults we, are five. We had to raise the prices. <laughs> <laughs> we had to raise the prices because the children who make them want it twenty-five cents instead of fifteen Yay. cents. What are you gonna do? We're struggling. <laughs> Our hands are tied on the matter. We got it. Our price point uh, is going up thirty percent. Tinker uh, Hatfield, yeah, he he designed the uh, the his designs are what made it like like Jordan was doing fine with the first shoe and the second shoe, but the third one when, when he took over, that's when the the popularity of it exploded. There right. was a uh, there's a great documentary on Netflix about Tinker Hatfield. He he's truly one of the most talented artists uh, that I think exists especially when it comes to fashion and the shoes that he's designed for them to be able to keep reselling them yeah and people are like yeah yeah, more 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 it's like this is the right. exact same shoe and they're like no 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 no. right yeah i think i, I read like air jordans are more than like half the sneaker market oh you know? wow easily it's like crazy and it, it's 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 uh saturated but the, usually you know you know basic economics supply is the supply is 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 ridiculous, mm-hmm. but demand is still high, right? And price is still high. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's three arrows going trending upward. That doesn't that defies you know basic economic tenets. I want to see how many people are killed over the shoes. And the the website I got it from was Quora, which is you know below Yahoo Answers, if you ask me. But uh, they they said that it was uh, around a thousand two hundred people die every year over Jordans. And it's like, wait, that seems very high. <laughs> you said a thousand or two hundred? A thousand two hundred, one twelve hundred, twelve hundred. Oh, okay. I thought you said a thousand or two hundred. No, 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 no yeah, twelve hundred. <laughs> One or two people. They don't usually give the the bigger number first. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's how you know Cora's bad. It's like, like a thousand two hundred or eight thousand people live over Jordans. Bye. I don't know. Every year, yeah. No, people used to get murdered in Chicago over you know in New York too. Yeah. The the phrase was uh, you would ask somebody you know what size are those, uh. and then they, so if you're smart, you just take them off. <laughs> yeah, sure. If you're smart, but if you a if you a brawler, you would say they're your size, and then you know that that mind game. Sometimes it would call off the jacket. Yeah, if you could if you could pull it off, you know if they believed you. How did they figure out the number? I mean, you know, between people killing one another over the shoes, and obviously people dying at the sweatshops. Like, let's be honest here. Well, yeah, well, yeah they probably aren't even yeah. counting. Them, They're already right? counting those. So, like. You know, 1,200 so, yeah. people seems like a lot, but in a year, 365 days, like... They just they just found the the body shoeless. They <laughs> 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 they correlated. Just, wait, you have one, a Nike sweatshirt, Nike Air Jordan mm-hmm. pants, mm-hmm. and socks. You got 23 tattooed on your body? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We, know, left, we know what's yeah, going there's, there's a receipt. Did this corpse. survivor's family's <laughs> march on his house? There's yeah. just... There's like you just all these bodies with Air Jordan bags yeah. in the box, but no shoes. They just count the bodies that are found with a note that says, "I can be like Mike." <laughs> <laughs> just empty orange Gatorade uh, bottles. Jesus, cure <laughs> and copies of a Space Jam DVD. Yeah. <laughs> no shoes. Song. Where check, are the shoes? Check the body for Hanes underwear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see if this is a yeah. Jordan-related uh, murder. All right. This guy ate like eight Johnsonville Franks. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we, uh, uh, during the autopsy. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, um, so Jordan uh, after his father's murdered, he retires from basketball for the first time, um, and he goes and plays baseball for the the White Sox minor league affiliate. Yes, and actually, like an interesting thing, another uh, a good ESPN thirty for thirty is Jordan rides the bus, which mm. I found very interesting for a variety of reasons. But one of those was. You know, the the idea most people have is that Jordan sucked at baseball. But the reality is, like, he was, you know, he sucked at first, but he, you know, goes from a guy who had, like, played no professional baseball to by the end of his baseball career, he's hitting, like, 250 against some of the best prospects in the league. And yeah, but they're guy pitching with, against Jordan. Right. I mean, like, you but know. it's a guy with no Jordan baseball not, experience. He could never hit a curveball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah. also something yeah. I noted. Like, yeah. fastball. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he definitely could hit a ball hit. You know, throw directly right. down the middle, but uh, yeah, like he, he sucked at baseball. He <laughs> <laughs> was trash. The fact that he even got that opportunity yeah. is bullshit. Also, well, it was because like the guy who owned uh, the White Sox also owned the Bulls, yeah. so he Jerry just kind of like store. yeah, yeah, kept him on his good graces by being like, yeah, yeah go play with, with the White Sox for a bit. You know, he's just like, all right, we that's 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 another like little caveat into the. The capitalistic nature of things is just like, yeah. yeah, I want to retire from basketball. Okay, well, come join this other department of my company. That you can't just leave the company. You gonna play baseball down because I own them too. Yeah, like they, he can't just leave because he's still under contract. Why did minor? Like, uh, well, why did he? What was his thought process on leaving basketball? Really? So there's there's two lines it's of what are the what are the theories? theories? Yeah, I mean it's that David one was that David Stern told him that it seems totally counter to his nature. It like, was, was like, just like a you know, the, a crazy competitor. I know? know why he came back, but Clark, talk about when the a few of the reasons why he might have left. They said David Stern. It was almost it was a punishment slash advice advisement to get out of basketball because. He was the golden boy, mm-hmm. and they'd rather rem- he they he wouldn't stop gambling. Yeah, and they needed that image that be like Mike. Right. Yeah. If if that tumbled, that would have cost the NBA mm-hmm. over millions, millions, millions. over yeah. over years, yep. over years. So they told him get rid of that, and I believe in the meantime. The guys who would have killed him probably got murdered. So it was like he was almost laying low from basketball. Right. Aside right. from retiring from it. Yeah, it turns, just... out, turns out when you owe people money, it's not good to have a schedule of where you'll be every night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no monsters going to minor league baseball games in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Right. They'll definitely go to the guard, though. So they told, so the word was that they told him just, just, just be cool, go play baseball. Mm. We can monitor that a little bit better. Until, you know, until our guys hit their guys. Just like random minor digression, just about minor league baseball is like, you know, people always say, and we'll talk about when we talk about the lockout, we'll say how people always say, oh, you know, these players are millionaires. And that's kind of a a way the billionaire owners use to get the sympathy to them. But when it comes to like the minor leagues and basically every professional sport, these people get fucked over. You know, so like minor league professional baseball players are making less than 22K a year. But what I wanted to say as a random digression is the omnibus spending bill that President Trump just signed uh, actually had a provision inserted into it by Major League Baseball lobbyists saying that they are allowed to play minor, pay minor league baseball players less than minimum wage, Jeez. which is just like, I don't know. It's just crazy. But it's it's also kind of funny to think about. And they talk about this a bit in the Jordan Rides the Bus documentary is like this guy, you know, one of the richest athletes of his time is like hanging out with these like 
very relatively poor uh, minor league baseball players. Yeah, uh, you know, and being a competitor with them. That that goes back to the to the um, to the other thing with the like him getting going to court and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think the, the the word was David Stern didn't know. He believed this story about this money was owed over something else. But then oh, really? when it all came out in court, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like, all right, this is getting out of hand. Well, I mean, because, like, the thing is that the reality of – so Jordan is a true original. There's no one – There's no. there was no one like him. There's kind of just kind of no one like him even today. And I don't mean just in basketball. I mean, like, the height of Michael Jordan's appeal in the country is just as big as Michael Jackson thriller. Like, you know, whatever you want to call it. And so – all of the stuff we know about his gambling and like his infidelity and how Jimmy Butler might be his illegitimate son, like all and of Kwame the, Brown, who looks right, just like that's him. That's right. Like you know, all of these things. It's like we're literally knowing the tip of the iceberg on what is the Jordan conspiracy of what he got away with in his life. It, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a few books out there that that kind of touch on it. Some. You know, like the the rumors or the theories are believable. They just don't have a lot of shit to back it up. Yeah, but uh, it's 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 out there, man. His 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 life is. There, there was a story. It's with 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 uh, he tried to take him, Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant. They would like pull their sons' dicks out to see. They had a contest to see. Of course, son they'd be competitive the about dick. that. Like it was, uh, he like yeah. he he got so mad because Madonna was fucking Scottie Pippen and not uh, him, and so he like confronted Madonna like, hey, anything like, uh, Scottie got, I could, uh, I got for you. And Madonna was like, I don't think so, and she never great. fucked Michael Jordan. That's correct. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> these are uh, these and other rumors can be found in books written by Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Like Madonna, that. I don't mean no disrespect. <laughs> Max, Max, hold on, hold on. Hold now on. nobody knows. LeBron, James. there is no greater Madonna <laughs> fan than Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> I would never diss Madonna. Let me say that. When Let me like a frank. virgin came out, and I couldn't me. stop listening <laughs> Look, to that. Track. Vogue, Vogue was a hit. It always will be a hit. I knew it was a hit. Skip, skip. You cannot skip Madonna <laughs> like a virgin or like a prayer. Her discography <laughs> is the anthem to my life. <laughs> I think we were talking before I started recording. And I know I do like these tedious political bits or whatever, but in stand-up comedy, there's nothing in the world that makes me laugh more than a Stephen A. Smith impression. <laughs> I got no idea. The guy just talks so funny. He's got best, such a great broadcaster voice. It's like the slow and then the high build, and then he's like real passionate. He's just so so mad at 7 in the morning. <laughs> he went to bed mad because Kevin Durant missed two free throws. <laughs> Wait till I wake up. Oh, I'm going to be still pissed. Oh, I'm going to be so mad. He gets to the office, and he gets this list of things he has to be mad about today. <laughs> He just slams the empty briefcase <laughs> down on the conference table. Uh, yeah. I saw Black Panther. <laughs> I saw it. And Michael B. Jordan was not as cut <laughs> as everybody said he was. I don't care who it is. Killmonger is not my hero. <laughs> he is not. Max, I'm going to let you finish. But this point must be made. And let me make it clear. Skip, first of all, I thought Black Panther was going to be about the political <laughs> movement. Not about these comic heroes. Now, look, I'm a black man, okay? <laughs> and let me be the first to say, Wakanda is not for us. Okay? 
Let me be Frank and let me be T'Challa. <laughs> <laughs> now let me be clear. Killmonger had a lot of legitimate grievances. I would never say that Killmonger did not have legitimate grievances. No, no, he should have been mad. Don't no, 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 take that away from me. I say no, 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 no. Don't say anyone should be mad. What I'm saying is this, and I'm making it very simple. <laughs> uh, he's making it very simple. <laughs> uh, discography. Uh, uh, right, let's talk about that lockout real quick. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, we'll give the the condensed biography for the rest of Jordan's career. Uh, he comes back from uh, the the baseball career. He wins uh, three more titles. One of which I remember very clearly as a kid growing up uh, in Seattle. Huge fan of the Supersonics. Six. Yep. Uh, it was a great team. Of course, got crushed by at that time the best record in baseball in uh, basketball history. Uh, Chicago Bulls, I think, seventy-two and ten, yep. which the Golden State Warriors beat. Um, but uh, yeah, so of course the Sonics get crushed by them. Then they crush the Jazz twice. So he comes back, does another three-peat, and then I guess he retires again. And then he goes to the the Washington Wizards and becomes in charge of basketball operations, where he drafts Kwame Brown. And then return legitimate son. exactly. Mm-hmm. He returns to basketball uh, to play for the Wizards and was you know uh, uh, not great then, but he was still like an above average player. Um, and just like a, a couple of things on his competitive nature, there's like stories of him like making Kwame Brown like cry during practices, oh, and yeah. of course he called him like you know a flaming faggot yep. among other yep. things. And an word. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like there were stories like he would make like Kwame stay and like play one on one with him after like everyone else was done practicing and stuff like that. He was a good father. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know. People hey, say if you get drafted on a team that I'm on, then yeah. maybe I'll play catch with you. But other than that, you know, you gotta prove yourself. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Um, but so he retires from the Wizards, and then he gets fired as the uh, head of basketball operations for the Wizards. He was very salty Wizards. about that. He was very salty. They didn't need him anymore. And uh, he buys a minority stake in the then Charlotte Bobcats, now the Hornets. Um, Why you gotta be a minority? Yeah. <laughs> a not majority stake. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And just pull it. Correct uh, stock please, market. Please get woke. <laughs> but um, but so and part of the stake with that was that he gets to take over basketball operations for the uh, the Bobcats, and he does that for a while. And then uh, the aforementioned Bob Johnson has financial woes, and then Jordan becomes majority holder. I think he got it for like 175 million. Uh, mm. And you know now that team's worth over a billion dollars. So very great. 75 million. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. like it's a bargain. Yeah, yeah. I think like that was the Forbes figure that I got. Okay. But yeah, um, and I think Jordan only put up like twenty five million cash because like he also assumed a lot of debts of the Bobcats, right. you know. Oh, interesting. Um, <clears throat> but basically, uh, he gets the Bobcats for pennies on the dollar. And uh, that brings us to um, the 2011 lockout. Yay. He gets so he gets the Bobcats in 2010. <laughs> we finally got to the lockout. Yeah, we've teased it. All that to say, you yeah. waited for the lockout. <laughs> we teased it, but uh, so he buys the Bobcats in 2010, and then uh, the uh, NBA had a, a collective bargaining agreement with the players. Um, I think dating back to 2005, 2006. But the basic. Um, Details of that were at the time players got uh, about 70, 
Fifty-seven percent of basketball-related income. They got about seventy percent. <laughs> In February two thousand five, the lockout caused a seventy-five percent decrease now, in all February attendance for the month of February. Now let me be clear. Let me be there clear. is no greater Mike Tyson <laughs> fan than me. There's, there's no more fervent, more affirmative <laughs> fan of featherweight foxing. <laughs> Let me be clear. Let me be frank. <laughs> um, but so basically, under the previous agreement, uh, players got about 57% of basketball-related income. They get the majority of income, and then the other 43% goes to the owners. Now, the owners um, obviously weren't happy with that situation, so they play hardball. Um, and then, uh, quoting from The Hollywood Reporter here, the NBA claimed that it was losing $300 million a year. It claimed 22 of its 30 teams were, not, were losing money. I think that's bullshit. Uh, the Players Association at the time said it was bullshit, but that was the argument they made. So, essentially, Jordan uh, led a group of uh, 10 to 14 uh, hardline owners who, quote, wanted to cap the player's share of basketball-related income at, 50, at 47%. He wanted to go down to 47%. The, the Players Association at the time offered to go down to, I think, 52%, 53%. Jordan was like, no fucking way. We're going down to 47 The deal that they sign eventually, um, <clears throat> it's kind of like it's – so there's a, a whole bunch of different issues, but um, it's, it's, it's what happens here is these kinds of disputes with any sport, these happen where uh, the owners and the players kind of argue – and it, uh, the the owners and uh, their supplicant media people, they're always like, oh, these millionaire players, they want too much money. Right. But what they're always distracting from is it's like millionaire players, some of them, uh, some of them are, you know, struggling, you know, and they only get yeah. X amount of years in the pros and then that's their money. They have to, you know, make that work for the rest of their life or, you know, go work somewhere else. Um, but so these billionaire owners, like, they're making – so much of the revenue for really not doing anything. Like, and, and many of them never did anything to even acquire the funds. Oh, right, of course. About right. Generational money. Exactly. And it's also like one of the biggest issues if you watch the other 30 for 30 about the broke. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, was a good one. Well, yeah, that was one of the best ones. It, it's not in the best interest of the owners to teach financial responsibility of to players. Yep. Because then, what do you plan for? Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you, you go hard that contract year so you can get an even bigger. But if you, you know, saved your money and you like Kendrick Lamar or somebody buying houses and flipping property, then, you know, it, it's in their best interest to keep them broke. Of course. So they would and need the NBA. Exactly. So it gives them a leverage in negotiations. And I think one of the, the most interesting things about the 2011 lockout is so um, <laughs> they stop, like, I think uh, they skip like a month of the regular season. But what happens is in November 15th, that was the first day players were supposed to receive their checks had the season been played. And they have a deal on November 26th. So mm. it's like as soon as the players, you know, aren't getting their checks, then they come to the table and they basically sign this deal that was almost entirely what the owners like Jordan want. The deal they end up signing is the players get 51% of basketball-related income, which goes down to 49% uh, mm. in the following years. Right. So, you know, you go from 58% all the way down to 49 or sorry, 57% all the way down to 49%, and then the vast majority of this revenue is going to people who, like you said, a lot of them just had money. They're just getting money for having money. Right. You know. Also, ironically, the, the 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 big contradiction with Jordan was that in the '99 lockout, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was on the player side. Of course, and that's when they actually yeah. cut the season. He crossed the picket had. line. Crossed the picket line. Crossed the financial. Crossed a lot of lines. 
things just to uh you know get money man well and that's the thing though like you know when it comes to all of these arguments about money the people with money will always argue they need more hmm. yeah and you know in this case it's like you know they went from getting 43% to 51 and it's like they just want majority of the money hmm. they just want us to be able right. to say cuz a 50-50 split although not fair it wouldn't be terrible I mean, it's all right. right, but it's like mm, we want that one. Yeah, it's something about yeah, it's something about that majority, you know. But yeah, like uh, it's it's quoted a lot. But during the uh, other lockout, Jordan was uh, quoted as telling the Wizards owner, uh, "If you can't make a profit, you should sell your team." And then, of course, when he actually wow. owned a team, he didn't take his own yeah. advice. Um, but yeah, it's just like um, a bunch of different issues and like a, a bunch of players, uh, several players tweeted about how they weren't going to wear Jordans anymore after that. And that just must have been like, you know, heartbreaking for a lot of those players because, of course, they came up idolizing Michael Jordan. And right. then he's like the owner who's fucking them out of their money now. Um, but it's like just one other thing that I want to mention on this Um Another thing that they did in this contract is they lowered the salary cap. And I think salary caps are really bullshit because mm. owners always talk about how salary caps are necessary to keep you know competitiveness. Yeah. But I think the actual reality is salary caps allow them to take more of the money for themselves. Whereas, you know, like the MLB mm. doesn't really have a salary cap. They have a, a luxury tax, but um, it's still pretty competitive. But what you'll see is, like, players actually getting much larger contracts, whereas, like, you know, in the NBA, um, what will sometimes happen is players will take a pay cut in order to, p- to play on a better team, and that extra money they should have been getting is going to instead go to the owners. So mm. salary caps are just kind of a way of putting more money into the owners' pockets. And uh, interestingly enough, there was, like, an ESPN um, article which uh, – they essentially said that the majority of a basketball team's success can be traced to, um, they argued, to draft picks rather than actual salary amount. So it's like... Yeah. Which, which, like, and I had a, I had made a post about this a while ago, and Bill Maher had said something too, but, like, that's socialism. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, yeah. It's, and it's like, everybody's like, socialism is bad. Not everybody, but people who argue against it. They, they they argue against it as a system, but lo- like when you're once again when you're on the losing side, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, we should get the number one pick because we suck, and that would make things even. But it's like, but you love I thought you love capitalism. That mm-hmm. means the best should keep getting better and it's do and keep doing as well as they can by any means necessary. But when it can help you, you're like, we need so it's like they just hate the name, mm-hmm. yeah. But of course they love the things, but I love it as a system. Period. Yeah, give it to me. Are you are you pro socialist? <laughs> yeah, I'm a socialist. I think hey, I, everybody here is right. Yeah, for the most part. Pretty yeah, much. yeah. We're yeah. in a democratic socialist of America. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. People get real mad when they hate socialism. Nah, yeah. you know what? You're behind enemy lines. Yeah, you. Oh, no, no. We're all capitalists here, man. Don't be coming up in this building. Show about billionaires. Talking about this podcast costs hundred dollars an episode, <laughs> motherfucker. What are you talking about? We're gonna turn this whole app around and praise <laughs> Michael Jordan. I, I got to Venmo you for being able to be on the podcast. <laughs> I gotta pay to be a guest. Two hundred fifty dollars to be a guest on it, like a Mar-a-Lago membership. These lights ain't cheap. <laughs> now let me be clear: I have never said anything bad about socialism. 
but socialism is, is not a failure. Skip. It works in February. Fifty-seven percent. Skip. You gotta hold up. Skip. Skip. I, you might be a fan of socialism, but capitalism is the way to go. All I need you to know is if you didn't have capitalism, you wouldn't be wearing that nice shiny shoe right now. Skip. But um, just like uh, one other random thing for this lockout, it was oh man, like a lot of the uh, (laughs) a lot of like the staff at the stadiums get fucked over by these things. So it's also something where it's like you know billionaire owners like a they're kind of they're fucking over the players, but b just like the the low wage people who actually work at the arenas. I think it was sixteen games total that they had to skip for that season. But um, yeah, you know, the people so, on the bottom of the total right. pole are always the, getting the bottom fucked. of the total pole gets fucked. Yeah. The low wage players get fucked, and I think one estimate uh, was that average salary loss was like two hundred thousand for these players. And again, like some of them do live, you know, paycheck to paycheck, uh, depend. And so it's like, like we've oh. said, the owners rely on this precarity where they're like, mm. we know that. November 15th was the first day they're supposed to get play, get paid. They don't get their checks, and suddenly November 26th, they're coming to us, and they're basically acceding to all their, all our demands. Um, mm. So, you know, it's just kind of fucked up because, again, these are billionaire owners who I think are absolutely profitable, and they're just making money for doing nothing. They're totally unnecessary to the process, really. You know, I think 100% of the revenue should go to the players because that's that doesn't exist without them. They, they, they can be busy. They, they're at the games all the time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So you can't be out doing whatever the fuck that you claim that you do to be that fucking rich. But shout out to Art Rooney, though, owner of the Falcons. He his concessions at his stadiums are like three dollars. <laughs> Seriously, nice. he that's like he so kept bad. he kept them low. Now he, he, it's the Mercedes Benz dome. Yeah, right. So right. I'm sure whatever they paid for that right. yeah, yeah. branding kind of offsets price. But yeah, count your victories, I guess. You know, in, in doing a Stephen A. Smith impression the entire time, I, I haven't realized Skip Bayless talks like he just said the N word and is backing up from the situation. <laughs> now wait, wait, now, now, I, wait, hey, now I'm not trying no, to say I, now what's going on here. It's not are, about what's going on. Are we really arguing? <laughs> Madonna's discography? <laughs> and and you said it, Steve. I didn't. You said it. Skip, I never said that. Skip, what I'm trying to say look, is look, that you skip. said the N-word but, and you do not like Madonna. Okay, you said it first. <laughs> Did we not? Was I the only one here? I was patient. Michael Jordan scored how many points? I mean, these are the facts. There are many N words, <laughs> right? Am I? Why am are we I focusing this on up? this one? Why? Why is there one, one time, one time while I was drinking <laughs> and with other N words that we want to single out that time? You said it first, right? Uh, all right. Well, so just a couple more things before Sorry, we wrap. Skip for you just. I love how you're like the guy with dudes are at a bar just trying to talk about it. you just like, but okay, but what about the lockout though? <laughs> I know these women are Can we get here. back to the lockout? Uh, Can we? One more thing about the lockout. 2011. That also was the year. Real quick, Jordan yeah. got divorced. He uh, Oh yeah, he um, paid out yeah. a fat. Half? $169 million is the yeah. amount he gave to his first Equivalent wife. to $204 million in 2017 dollars. Okay, great. How much in 2011 dollars? <laughs> <laughs> the year of the lockout. It was at the time the largest celebrity divorce settlement on public record. The word is he was forced to marry her. Really? Yeah, that was in, also in the book about Jordan that. It was a, you know, they were building his brand. 
Yeah, right. and he yeah. got a woman pregnant, and he can't be right. this global yeah, phenomenon yeah, yeah. that they had plans for, and just have you know illegitimate kids out there. Yeah. And it was the first one, so mm-hmm. you know. And oh man, I, I can I can't even speak. Like his son went to the same high school that I went to, mm-hmm. and uh, like <laughs> he obviously he played for the basketball team, and the team was down like three, mm-hmm. and Jordan was at the game. And the coach calls a timeout, and Jordan just comes down and <laughs> takes the clipboard and tells uh, them what play to run. What? And they win. So yeah, perfect. sure, sure. How are you not going to listen to Jordan? And they win the game. The other team's like, Jordan's coaching them. Wait, what, what, what are we going to do? Yeah, I didn't say nothing about Jordan coaching <laughs> This is Illinois. That's a high school game. What are we doing here? He just came down and said, this is the play y'all running. <laughs> he just came and down. He's by like, the all way, right, you're putting me in. And wait, and by the way, yeah, the, the shot taken was not by his son. No, he did yeah, not drop no. a play where his son gets to oh, be. that must have hurt. Listen, Jordan Jr., you ain't getting, you ain't getting the rock. <laughs> that ain't happening. Jordan, what I need you to do is give me some water right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan uh, Jr. Like, he doesn't even call by his name. <laughs> Jordan Jr. Didn't, didn't actually name him Michael Jordan Jr., but called him <laughs> right, Jordan right, Jr. Right. Jordan Jr., I need a fresco. All right, this is the play we're going to run. <laughs> Jordan Jr., get those chili dudes over here. It's like, look, you got you to gotta have at least six inches to take the final shot. Yeah, look, Jordan. <laughs> Put some salt in your shoes and pray. Today, <laughs> you're going to run this play. <laughs> But uh, he got a new wife, a uh, yep. Cuban supermodel. Yep, yep. Gorgeous. Oh. She's mm-hmm. gorgeous. I'm sure. I got no- but you know what's funny? Like, so the, their meeting, like, so I, you know, I, uh, you don't know this, but I do the dirt on this podcast. I look at, okay. I, I try to find, you know, whether or not the billionaires eat butter or not, you know. And so with the new wife of his, they talk about how they met and they met at a nightclub in Miami. <coughs> and in the article, it says the, the Cuban supermodel was dancing extremely freakily. That, that, those are the words they used. And I was like, that's what seduced Jordan. He was like, that Cuban supermodel, I'm, I'm doing that tonight. She over there dancing freakily. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a wife. I'm, I'm into that. That's um, horrible. But yeah, and uh, I guess there was also like uh, one of his mistresses tried to sue him for like, I guess he paid her like a quarter of a million to yeah. keep quiet about it. I don't know if this was like the late 80s, early that's 90s right. or something. And so yeah. she kept quiet about it. And then, like, either didn't get the money or, like, didn't get enough of it. So then she sued. Basically, I don't know how much money Jordan might have given out to people because he had sex with them. And then it was like, I use a condom, but this is enough. You know what's up. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Me Too hasn't hit Jordan. Yeah, I bet. I'm surprised. That's that. I mean, because he. Yeah. Around a lot of Chicago circles, he's a known sexual harasser. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't hire women. Yeah. So he don't have to worry about right. the Me Too. Or maybe just not an HR department. Yeah. Just, Nowhere near his him. empire is like 92% men. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah. The other eight, he don't have and you know contact what? with. 92% men that wouldn't call out Jordan even if he raped those men. Yeah. yeah. That's he's, he's crazy. insulated. That's a know? global icon. Because yeah. like that, that, uh, the Hall of Fame speech he gives, incidentally, 23 minutes and 23 seconds. I don't know how he did that. but like <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never knew oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, in that speech, it feels like a dictator doing stand-up. Because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a room full of people that are like, 
Huh, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's talking he, shit about me to my yeah, face because he invited them to be there, and right. then he talks shit about them uh, in a moment honoring his own self. Yeah, it's like that's it, that's maniacal. So you're probably wondering why I've gathered y'all here. Today. Yeah, 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 well, let me tell you. Well, you got punch under your chairs. Yeah. Trust me, you're going to drink Everyone look yeah. under your chair. Listen, y'all, tonight is not about me. It's about all the roasting I'm about to do. And he, he, he told people in the beginning of the speech, he goes, I told people that I was going to come here and say thank you and walk away. But now that that's over with. Oh, uh, man. He's, he's yeah. I'm rolling a Rolodex like said, of people There's only one too. Michael Jordan. Like, oh, there's who's left? One. Okay, right. uh, 1982. <laughs> um, the, the girl from lunch. Yeah, she's here. Yep, she's here. 1963, the doctor who slapped me. And not not only... He like Seinfeld inviting every audience he bombed in front of. Yeah. <laughs> see, let's see. Yeah. The comedy, comedy the Hall of Fame induction speech. Not only is he, you know, you know, basically roasting people to their faces, but clearly the organization knows because they got cameras rigged up on the people that he's about to talk shit on. Yeah. So they know. And like he's talking about like when he left basketball oh. and he's like, this one player said that, oh man, you can't. I, I bet you can't guard me. And then two years later, yeah. I let him know. And he cuts that guy's face, and his wife chuckling because she's just like, it's "Yeah, like, you fucked up, kid. You fucked up." It's like late night. He got to send a transcript yeah, yeah. to the uh, NBA. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. Say right. that. All right. Well, let's get that camera ready. And, yeah. They didn't say no. They said, "Oh, we're gonna get our cameras ready." <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. He dissed some like player he played in high school with that got yeah. picked yeah. over him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By right. saying his game hadn't improved since high school or something. <laughs> 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 just like you're the greatest basketball no. player of all time. Why do you care? Can you imagine how honored that dude was and excited? Uh, like, what? Michael want me to be here? <laughs> <laughs> he wore a suit. Finally. Yeah. My luck is changing. <laughs> Michael Jordan uh, wants me. How did he find me? He paid for my flight. He, he said, come on in. Flight. He put me up. He said, here's a $200 to men's warehouse. Get yourself a new suit. <laughs> Tell me exactly what camera to sit in That's front right. of. That's right. What a guy. Mike's changed. What a good yeah, right. dude. <laughs> Uh-uh. Make sure y'all get me closer. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> my good time. Some of them know why they're there. They exploit it. It's for their careers. It's nice, yeah. man. I thought Michael was a jerk. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> and it's funny. Like at the end, they show the the audience clapping, and it's literally like a thirty seventy split. Thirty percent people clapping. Seventy percent being like, "This motherfucker's an asshole." That was, uh, <laughs> that was from the the start of the uh, the uh, a ceremony. Like they just repeated the footage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nobody was clapping when he walked stage. Everybody. And the whole everybody left before he could finish, and they just Walking used. It, out. it was like Shug Knight at the Source Awards. <laughs> um, I guess we should, before we get out of here, talk real quick about Space Jam because that's uh, if Andy was here, that would have been his contribution. But uh, just a fun fun story is uh, Andy brought this up. Um, one of the famous um, Looney Tunes, uh, Mary Melodies directors, Chuck Jones, yeah, hated the, the Space the, Jam movie. The director, really, like, the, yeah. like the yeah. Yeah, he hated the Space Jam movie. He said it was terrible, and he said, uh, I can tell you with the <laughs> utmost confidence, Porky Pig would never say, I think I wet myself. <laughs> and just like, 
That's just a funny. funny story is like uh, Jones said that after the films released, he was invited to a dinner uh, at the Warner Bros. studio lot uh, with the executives uh, that produced Space Jam and was asked to give a speech with his thoughts on the film. Mm. And uh, Jones said that he tried to give his honest opinion in a polite and respectful manner. But before he could finish, Warner Bros. security proceeded to escort him off the lot. <laughs> Damn. And what was fucked up about this was Yogi was saying he had like had a stroke at this point or something. Right. Like this is an old man who's just genuinely talking shit about a movie that's kind of like, you know, ruining his life's work. He's yeah. like, why would Bugs Bunny need Michael Jordan? He's Bugs Bunny. <laughs> like, But all of that makes sense, though. So yeah. he's not even like just he's not like Quincy Jones in it right now. Right. He's yeah, like yeah, yeah. actually saying things that make sense. And they Warner Bros. Like, didn't care. Nope, They're like, nope, we got uh, Jordan Bugs. Get the fuck out of here, Jones. The two biggest icons right. or two top five, at least in mm. the world. Yeah. And like we don't need any negative press. Main thing is though is that, you know, if you want to be a billionaire, you have to be relentless, not just in your business pursuits, but genuinely in all interactions of your life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that's crazy is that like, you know, whether it's like there's a story about Jordan, uh he they got off a, a flight, right? And he bet his teammates, I bet my bags will show up before your bags. Yeah. <laughs> and nine at nine people were like, Yeah, I'll take that bet, hundred dollars, no big deal. And then his bags came out first because he'd bribed the baggage handlers. How could they not know <laughs> that Jordan would cheat to win? They played cards and gambled on a team plane on yep. a t- any opportunity <laughs> could any and to gamble. Yeah. All I know is if I ever see Michael Jordan in the flesh, I'm going to be like, yo, Jordan, rock, paper, scissors? Let's go. Let's do this. Let's see. Five million dollars. It's going to like cut off two of your fingers. So he always wins. How did I buy an NBA team? Well, let me tell you about the time I met Michael Jordan (laughs) at Barclays Center and challenged him to rock, paper, scissors for the Hornets. When Yogi Paul would challenge Jordan, I, I followed him to Guy Fieri's restaurant, and there I waited for him. His discography uh, is one yeah. of the best. Yeah, yeah, man. Speaking of restaurants, Michael Jordan's got a steakhouse at yes. Grand Central Station. Yeah. I think it's a fine dining yeah. experience. Uh, yeah. It actually doesn't have any of his memorabilia for like sport. It's more about him as a businessman, apparently. Interesting. He's, None of his sports stuff. Up his steak place closed in Chicago. Then he reopened another one. <laughs> That's the thing about him. He doesn't care. It's all about the numbers for him. Just yeah. get the numbers, man. As long as we buying Jordans, they make like what a two, uh, like two million percent profit on every <laughs> pair, <laughs> pair of shoes. It depends on how few cents per hour you can oh, pay the right, workers. Right, dude. Yeah, there are no child labor laws. At the Nike factory. <laughs> but yeah, it is like you were saying. That's, like you're re- that's, that's relentless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah, like it's that like, kind of hyper-competitive thing. Like on the basketball court, it serves you really well. And then like if you want to be a billionaire, well, if you treat money as like a high score instead of something that millions and billions of people would need to live – that you're just kind of hoarding. If you're just like, yep. I'm hitting the high score by racking all this up just for me, you know, it's like that's how a lot of billionaires operate, I think. You, you have to justify in your mind that, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like, you know, manifest destiny and all of that, that it's a po- I'm winning because I'm supposed to. Yeah, I'm the best. Yeah. And that, the money you know, reflects that I'm the best. The reason why these people are 
suffering under the the weight of the capitalist regime is because they don't have a good well, jump shot. That's how it got right, right, right. <laughs> you should have you should have introduced crack rock will have a wicked jump <laughs> yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have introduced this episode as like Michael Jordan, a uh, renowned basketball player and textile magnate. <laughs> you know, it's not too late. That's what the the yeah. title on SoundCloud it could yeah, be easily. Yeah. Oh, and just one thing we forgot to mention, the crying Jordan meme comes from the 2009 Basketball Hall of Fame induction. Yes. And then they remixed it because he cried when Obama gave him his uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom. Uh, so there's, uh, there's the, the original, and then there's the new the crying remix. Jordan meme. Um, Somebody at the White House staff probably pissed him off. <laughs> he they did pr- talk he, shit about Obama's golf game. He talked shit about Bill yeah, Clinton's golf and game, they too. Didn't, they didn't even ask him that question. They asked him <laughs> something like, who do you was, want to play golf with? I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Not Obama. Just, that guy yeah. sucks. He sucks. <laughs> yeah, he was like, Obama, wait, never mind. He probably got a trash golf game. Yeah. Or <laughs> that, that Kenyan Muslim don't know <laughs> shit about golf. Like, uh, damn, Jordan. Shoot it, Muslim. <laughs> shoot it, shoot it. Shoot, shoot it, you fucking Muslim. Muslim. Shoot it, you fucking Kenyan Muslim. Shoot it. All right. Anything we missed about Jordan? I think <laughs> no. we're one down here. I think I like ending it on yeah. shoot it, you fucking Shoot it, you fucking Muslim. Um, uh, Clark uh, Jones, thanks for being with us. I know, I think your website's classicblackdude.com. Or... Yeah, that's my road to a billion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, y'all see me right. Just follow me. Yeah, at yeah. the Clark Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll... we'll... We'll post in the description how you can find Clark Jones. If you live in uh, New York, he does Knitting Factory in Brooklyn every Sunday, one of the best shows in New York. It's great. Um, right. He owns a knitting factory? He's trying to be millions. relentless. Ten cents on the dollar. Uh, <laughs> it's a textile factory. Just, just be relentless. <laughs> and with that, I'm Yogi Paul. Wall. I'm Sean McCarthy. Steve Jeffries. Clark, Clark Jones. Jones. Thank you very much. All right, day, thanks everyone. for listening. Sometimes I Here's me Got to see that's how I dream to be time in my life a human being didn't look real to me you know what I mean like I don't know if y'all watch the Chappelle show but he he talk about a certain incident where he seen somebody seen Rick James and like I literally seen his aura like like he it looked like he was it looked like he was glowing and I'm and I'm sitting there and I'm I'm saying to myself like man that's Mike and I'm looking at him I can't stop looking at him like I'm looking at his shoes, and I'm like, man, he got on the Jordans. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs>